Hour three of Maggie and Perloff. So, Maggie, we got some news today that the Bills and Patriots game is, as of right now, supposed to be happening at 1 o'clock on Sunday in Buffalo, yeah. uh, as well as the Bengals-Ravens. So it looks like we're going to see a somewhat regular Week 18. Now, obviously, the Bills are still waiting for more word on how DeMar Hamlin is doing. There's been some positive news today, which we're very hopeful about. But uh, as of right now, I think you and I talked about earlier, they're probably sitting there trying to get a game plan together to play on Sunday. Which feels surreal a bit, right? This was two days ago. This happened in Cincinnati, uh, you know, where DeMar Hamlin is resuscitated on the field. And then Wednesday, you're sitting in a meeting trying to get ready to game plan for Mac Jones and Ramondre Stevenson. It just like... To me, and that's why I think athletes just, you know, can be so much different than we are. That would be a tough and almost an impossible compartmentalization, I think. And, you know, I I still think there should be some room here for the Bills players to let their feelings be known. But as of now, like if they didn't want to play, for example, but as of now, it looks like everything's kind of all systems go for week 18 because also the Bengals Ravens game got announced that that's going to be at one o'clock. And if the Bengals win that game, they win the AFC North. So, I mean, there's still a lot to be determined with like the seating and stuff like that. And it only feels, it still feels weird to talk about that considering DeMar Hamlin is still in ICU. The fact that he is getting positive news though, maybe the football side comes in a little bit, but it still has to be about this young man. Yeah, absolutely. The thing, one thing to think about is at some point, maybe this is the the way the Bills want to go back onto the field is at home, uh, a divisional game. Maybe they're, I, I could see a player mentality might be like, you know what? It'd be more normal for us if we just played as scheduled on Sunday. Otherwise we have to sit, uh, and wait for another week, which is also, that's not, there's no easy path. You know, not right. playing is not easy either. Then they'll just be sort of stuck waiting to see what happens. And then you get into this logistical nightmare and you have the playoff standings. And because I think the Bills are definitely going to be gearing up for the playoffs at some point. So they have to think about how do we want to do that? that? That's a reality of, of the situation as well. And you have this expectation. You're a great team. It, yeah. you know, I they play the honestly I was thinking about the Patriots and Mac Jones you said Mac Jones how hard do you have to game plan if you're the Bills to beat Mac Jones in Buffalo no. I'm sorry <laughs> come on I, I just don't think the Patriots are a very good team under normal circumstances I would think the Bills the Bills beat them 24-10 in New England they would thump them in this game under normal circumstances my I'm not I a, know but yeah but nothing's normal right now yeah nothing is normal and you know the Patriots are they are fighting for the seventh seed. You know, right now the Patriots would have to win at the Bills or if the Dolphins lose against the Jets and the Steelers lose against the Browns, which are all things that could happen. I mean, Belichick is right there, you know, hoping to sneak into these playoffs. I, it's 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 asking a lot, I feel like, from these players. And I think that if they want to take the field and they feel good about it, then everyone else will follow their lead. But I think they're the ones who have to be in the lead here, you know, to be told like, hey, top down, you're playing you get no say in this. I just think is the wrong tenor, you know, but maybe we know, 20, 30 but, years ago, that would have been the thing, but maybe not now. Maybe it doesn't have to be that way. But do we know that that's how it went down? I don't know. Uh, I, I just saw the looks on their faces on Monday and I can't get that out of my head. 
because we've seen horrific injuries happen before, and we've seen teammates gather around and take a knee and do the prayer circles, but I've never seen anything like that on Monday. So that's that's where I'm coming from. It's This obviously affected them, and you just hear from other players in the league, Aaron Rodgers talking about it. I mean, everyone feels like they got affected by this in a, in a very unique and different way. Yeah, I, I am eager to hear from Josh Allen at some point about whether he really does want to play on Sunday or not. I have no idea. I, I, I can never, I can't even put myself in the shoes of a football player, what it's like to go out there and take hits like that, let alone under these circumstances. So I kind of, I want to wait to hear from the Bills about where their head's at. And hey, you know what? They, they don't have to play on Sunday. They could forfeit this game anyway, and it really wouldn't make a huge difference standings-wise. So they could wait and play play later on and just say, okay, it doesn't matter because... We're not going to get the number one seed now anyway, so let's just go back into the, into the playoff field and we'll play when we're ready. Yeah, and just let the chips fall where they may. 855-212-4227. Let's go to Frank. He's in North Carolina. Frank, how you doing, dude? Pretty good, pretty good. I'd love to give a take on what they should do, but I am too fired up from Steve's call last hour and that whole mentality of the glory days, Lombardi, you got to tough it up. Listen, man, listen, you can't go back, okay? Steve has not moved on. You can't go back. If you want to go back to those days, I lived in Green Bay for 25 years. There are factories up there where your mom dies, and they will tell you you cannot leave. You need to stay and work because somebody's got to keep the operation running. So, listen, that's got to stop. That whole mentality has got to stop. This is huge. What happened is unprecedented. It really is. I know there was a person that died on the field in the 70s and things, but this is right now, it's visible to everyone, every avenue of getting all of the information of what happened as it's happening, what's going, everybody can get that information. Back then, you could not. And, you know, people, well, these these guys are just football players. They're football players that are living their dream. If any single listener could live their dream for the next 20 years, what would you do? You know what's at stake. You know how important it is. You, they are with these guys day in and day out. They are brothers. Every single person on that team, coaches, everybody, all of those, they see them, each other, more than their own family. They put in all that work. They've come from the same places. They have different backgrounds, but they all are living their dreams. That's why it's so important to them. You, you have to know what's at stake to know how valuable and important that is to them. So if they don't want to play the game, don't play the game. It's going to work itself out. Both these teams yeah. are locked up for the postseason, so it doesn't really matter. Logistically, all kinds of things got to get changed, moved around, this and that. It's all going to work itself out. When COVID happened, what did we do? We panicked. We thought this is the end of it. It works itself out. It's going to, it's going to go on. We're going to get playoffs. We're going to get the Super Bowl. But this man's life is number one. So I don't want to hear any more Go back to Lombardi days. Lombardi days, Lombardi wouldn't have done that. Lombardi was so ahead of his time and not sticking in old days. He was the first coach to put black players in the locker room with white players. So don't give me this. Lombardi would have had him playing in five minutes, you know, suck it up and take some water and go out there. That's BS. I'm just fired up over it. I love you guys. Have a great show. Thanks for taking my call. Thank you, Frank. Appreciate that. And, you know, that that's the thing about the uh, the good old days, you know. <laughs> I think there's a lot of debate about how good were those old days where everyone had to suck it up and just move on and, and 
you know, we don't have to do that now. You know, we, we, we can take a pause. It's, it's okay. And as to Frank's point, it will all work itself out. I totally believe he's right there. Yeah. And by the way, I, I don't know quite enough about Vince Lombardi. I'm not sure if that was Vince Lombardi's style. Frank did bring up a great point. We're not sure. Let's not pile on Vince Lombardi like he did this. Maybe he did, but it, it, yeah, it's just like a. It's it's a. He's a yeah. symbol for he's the a symbol, old days. Old school, yeah. exactly, exactly. Yeah, the old school football. Uh, Jeff is in Wisconsin. Hello, Jeff. How are you? Hi, I'm well, thanks. And it sounds like you guys are too. We're doing I'm, well. I'm look, trying to look at this from a different angle and. Uh, put myself in other people's shoes and I'm wondering if he could what DeMar would say to his teammates because we normal people can't fathom wanting that dream that bad and working right. for that dream that hard so to know that the Bills as a team as a family are on the precipice of making the Super Bowl do you think DeMar would want to be one of the reasons they don't get that number one seed? Uh, no, of course of course he wouldn't want to be that reason. And of course, I, right. I, yeah, but, but I don't think, uh, but nothing actually, that, I don't think the number one seed really has much to do with them playing this Sunday against the Patriots because the Chiefs are probably going to beat the Raiders right now. So the Chiefs are, unless they replay the Cincinnati-New England game, Unless you're say, unless you're talking about adding that game in a week nineteen, otherwise I'm not the sure. Cincinnati Buffalo game. Yeah, yeah. No, adding I'm a Cincinnati. about the Buffalo Cincinnati game and playing that. Yeah, and, I hear you. But that, you know, he might if he could. I'm thinking like you know those sports inspirational movies. He could wake up and and give the team a pep talk. And so you know, because it's it's team first with these guys because it is that camaraderie. Yeah. So, you know, Jeff, I get what you're saying, and, and we've gotten some comments on Facebook where you can find us at uh, facebook.com slash Maggie and Perloff. We've gotten some comments like that. Like, of course, don't you think that DeMar Hamlin would want the Bills to play and would want to get back out there? And I don't want to speculate on what DeMar Hamlin might want. I can We can see what he's a guy of great character. We can see, uh, and we've learned a lot about his life over the last two days, and he seems like an excellent young man. But the one thing is, is that... Even that, the the players on the Bills are still reconciling and dealing with what they watched on the field. So, yeah, it might make you feel better if DeMar said, go out and, and do it for me or win it for me or whatever sports movie you want to put on this. But they still have to go out and do it and with that memory so vivid in their minds, Perlov. Oh, my gosh. And taking that first hit is going to be oh, really tough. A part of me, it's like after Tua came back, yeah. that first with after the when Tua gets carted off the field in Cincinnati, the next game it's like, uh, ugh, you know, yeah. you just were hoping nothing terrible happened. I had a thought that maybe they want to take that first hit in a regular season game against New England instead of having to take that first hit in a playoff game, might be uh, in a way easier. Uh, maybe they want to get it out of the way. Maybe I, I'm curious if we're going to hear from players. Maybe there's some, you know, maybe it's a little better. Hey, let's get this game out of the way so we don't have to wait to know what that feeling of stepping on the field is like. Because I think you're right. That first play is just going to be incredibly nerve-wracking for those players. There's no easy way. Either way is fraught with complication. You're absolutely right. Uh, How about we go to 
Steve is in Tennessee. Hey, Steve. How's it going, sir? Hey, fantastic. Hey, wonderful show. You guys are so easy to listen to. Appreciate it on my drive home every day. But um, oh, And having Ty on and just your coverage of the situation. Um, one of the things that I was thinking about, and I, I agree to keep it simple, the Occam's razor thing. Never heard of that before in my life. I'm 55 <laughs> years old. Um, I'm a Harvard graduate. Never heard that one time. Um, I love um, it. I'm a, I'm a keep it simple, stupid, a kiss person more so probably. But Same difference. Um, Same exact thing. It is. I totally agree. Hey, but I guess my thought was, you know, it is kind of complicated and kind of odd calculating percentages. And I agree not playing the game. What if you took a non-divisional loss or a non-conference loss off of everybody else's schedule and just even the playing field back at 16 games. Huh. Uh, that's the opposite of keep it simple. You just made it completely <laughs> complicated. I saw smoke coming out of Maggie's ears when you <laughs> okay. suggested that. Well, the moment I found out that Steve went to Harvard, I was like, oh no, yeah. this is going to be a, this yeah. is going to be a suggestion that's probably going to fly over my head. But that still gives your team a chance. They don't have a chance now, right? Uh, no, they wouldn't have a chance now uh, well, to get the Kansas number City, one seed. Unless Kansas City loses. Unless Kansas City I'm loses to, uh, to the Raiders. To be, to be fair, I'm a Green Bay fan, so it wouldn't affect Green Bay at all. My, through my dad, I, I don't ever get up in that area. But, uh, yeah. I, I yeah. just think it's interesting. I just, I don't know if the rest of the... Is, listen, we're talking about fairness and like nothing about this is going to be fair, right? You're going to sure. be able to poke holes in any scenario. But does this seem like the least fair? Where you take a... Yeah, you take a it was a loss, right? You take a loss out of everybody. I don't know, well, Steve. You, you don't know who would have, who would have lost the game. It was seven to three, right? Who loses? I it don't was, know. yeah. So just assume it's a loss because the tie doesn't do anything for you. Assume yeah. it's a loss to both teams, but you don't want to give them a loss. So you just take a loss away from everybody, and it's like that didn't happen. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Steve, it's you're a, adding it's a smart idea. You're adding math to a, to a group of people who don't want to do math. So, okay, I, yeah. am, I am an engineer. So maybe oh, of course. Like, you know, yeah, yeah. There we go. Your keep Wait, it simple Steve. is a lot different than our keep it simple. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Your well, keep it simple you is all written out in like a Latin, you know, or yeah. Greek letters probably. But you had never heard of Occam's Razor, but had you heard of Murphy's Law? I have. I agree with you. I think Murphy's Law is um, affects everybody. Occam's Razor is a finite, very small group of people. Um, thank you. All right. Thank you, Steve. Thank you. I appreciate that. Thank you. Thank you for the for the good uh, suggestion. Had not heard that one before. And, you know, take a loss away from everybody, non-conference, not division, non-division, and then go by winning percentage. Uh, Got all that, Perloff? Okay. Yeah. That, that I don't know if that's Occam's razor or we're getting into <laughs> nihilism or what philosophy we're getting into here. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I do like keep it simple, stupid. That's a really good one. That's a what's the that's philosophy a rule that works to make it as what's the philosophy to make it as complicated as possible? That's my philosophy. Yeah, I, <laughs> generally in life. Yeah, yeah. If there's like if there's a conspiracy angle to add into it, <laughs> yeah, conflict. Definitely, yeah, yeah. I I do think the show has set up that way over the last year. We've noticed that, and I don't think I'm a particularly keep it simple person, but compared to you, yes, I definitely am. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's my, my, my friend once told me, she thought your brain is like the back of a watch. Like all <laughs> yeah. these gears are going together at the same time. How do you get a thought out? I was like, yeah, that's, that's a good question. Uh, okay. We're going to take a quick break. We we'll see you guys on the phones coming up. Okay. So we will 
continue to talk about. Of course, Damar Hamlin will keep updating you if we get any good news or news at all. Uh, the news has been good, so that's positive. Perloff, I'm not going to let this show go by without playing one of the best sports highlights I've ever heard. It has nothing to do with football. It has nothing to do with basketball, hockey, baseball. Yet this is one of the most fantastic pieces of sports audio I've ever heard. You're setting the bar really, really high, Baggy. <laughs> it's where it should be. Okay. I am not overselling this. You have to listen to it. We're going to play it next. And, of course, your phone calls at 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. More Maggie and Perloff right after this. We see you on the phone lines, and we are going to be talking some more about how the NFL plans to attack their schedule. But, man, I am so excited for this. Maggie, you have been talking about this clip all day long, and I have intentionally avoided it so I could react to it. Because, yes, and I have to warn you though, you're setting the bar really high. This is better sports audio in terms of play by play of a big moment than you will hear in the NFL, NBA, NHL, college football, national championship. We got it on Monday. This Perloff is going to blow your hair better back. Than Are Gu- you ready? Better than Gus Johnson, Kevin Harlan, Dave Lapham doing a Bengals game. It's better than all that. <laughs> Listen, it's going to be right up there. It's going to be right up there with the all-time greats. Ladies and gentlemen, may we present to you the final minute of the 2023 Professional Darts Corporation World Championship Final. This game is going to be key. You can tell by the way they're scoring. There may be nothing in it. They may both be on nines. What amazing. is going on? Who are those people <laughs> yelling? What is going on there? Is there is that in Wembley Stadium? I don't understand. <laughs> there are throngs of people screaming along with this crazy announcer. That was amazing. It was, did I did I undersell? I did not oversell no, did that. Not I think I undersold. This and how about the fact that this is the Darts Championship and it's two guys named Michael. So oh. you get that confusion, but then you have the crowd who's just living and dying on every throw and it sounded you should have seen the video. How it many looks people like they're are... in this packed place. Thousands, thousands of people. Oh, it's like in an arena. Yeah. How can they, they were like up see... on a stage? I guess there's a big video monitor because how do they yeah. know that they both got nines? <laughs> <laughs> it's just so good. It's yeah. it it was imagine the most if, I... Imagine if we knew the strategy too. What why a nine <laughs> over a twelve or I had, <laughs> I I've never known less about what was actually going on and gotten into something in my life. 
I couldn't, I have no idea the details. You're right, totally lost on me. But the emotion of that call, when the announcer's call is, I can't speak, I can't speak. I can't. It was like <laughs> reminding me of, you know, the World Cup final no. with Argentina. I think he was more excited than the the guys at the World Cup <laughs> final. That was unbelievable. Dude, it's darts. Chill out, man. <laughs> <laughs> Don't say that to Michael Smith and Michael Van Gerwen Perloff. They've been working their whole life for this. Bro, it's a darts Not just game. darts. <laughs> yeah. I played darts uh, at a bar when it wasn't that big a deal. Anyway, no, that's that was pretty good. You're right. You did not oversell that at all, Maggie. Had to get in the show today because it is just too good and a little levity amongst uh, a couple of days where we've had some really serious and sobering topics, obviously. Um, we just want to update something also really quickly, just away from uh, DeMar Hamlin for a second. Um, Lamar Jackson did not practice today. Um, we mentioned sort of tangentially how the Ravens kind of get caught up in this too because Cincinnati and uh and Baltimore are still fighting out for the AFC North. If Cincinnati wins, they win the division, and obviously that matters for seeding. And then Perloff, Jalen Hurts, your Philadelphia Eagles, limited in practice today. We know he was limited last week, and I know this is something where you are very, very concerned about the status of Jalen Hurts this weekend. Not a concern at all. Zero concern. Oh, that changed? No, because he's playing. There's no doubt about it. Sirianni (laughs) gave a wink, wink. He's like, you know, we're not going to say anything until Thursday's practice, but he's playing. There's, and I'm positive about it. In fact, I I, I don't guarantee Jalen Hurts is going to force Nick Sirianni to play him. If he can do that. But here, can I ask you this question? So the Giants are playing for nothing, right? They are locked into the sixth seed no matter what. You would go by the point spread they believe, Vegas believes, that the Giants are going to be resting their starters. They're not anticipating a competitive game. The spread on this is like 14. Are you telling me Gardner Minshew can't win this game for you? If Jalen Hurts really is only going to be at 60, 70, 80, whatever percentage it is, the Eagles talk about having the best backup in the league. Gardner Minshew can't beat the Giants' backups? I don't know. Uh, here's here's my best-case scenario. Jalen plays a quarter. They go up 21 nothing, maybe 27 nothing. And then they pull him. So you get a half of Jalen Hurts. The other thing is I secretly want Jalen Hurts to get a little bit of action as long as it's not risking his long-term health because I don't want him to have six weeks off and then show up in the second round of the playoffs, especially if it's the Cowboys. Well, what if he needs those six weeks off, though? What if it's not... I know he was doing some short yardage throws and things like that. The guy can grip a football and throw it. But if he needs the six weeks, then you are maybe putting that shoulder in, in some harm's way, and then you'd really be kicking yourself if all of a sudden Kayvon Thibodeau, if he plays in this game, is all of a sudden doing snow angels next to Jalen Hurts like he was doing next to Nick Foles last week. Yeah, I mean, listen, the, the Giants played the Eagles before, and what it was almost like playing a JV squad. It was not a very challenging game for the Eagles. I don't expect, and that was their starters. So I think this is a good controlled environment for him to sort of just kill it. And get back in the in the. It's kind of like a seven on seven game for Jalen Hurts to play the Giants. So I'm really excited for that. <laughs> That's Jeez. I've I, I, never I, seen you this confident before about anything in your did life. Did you watch the first Giants game? It was it was a tale of two teams. Obviously, the biggest problem for the Eagles is Lane Johnson. They can't win without their right tackle. He's everything. So he's not going to play, and he's putting off surgery to the end of the season. That is a much bigger turn. But they did get Robert Quinn back and. Uh, Gardner Johnson, the nickel cornerback. So there's a lot going on. And, the, you know, the, the the point about this, too, I think, 
every game you were watching injuries so close right now. I mean, look at the the Bills even with all this. They were just waiting on so many injury situations because yeah. the healthiest team wins the Super Bowl. And right now, a lot of contenders are dealing with a lot of health issues. And hopefully for them, Week 18, like Jalen Hurts, will not make it worse. Yeah, man. And it's... You're right about that. This we talked about this with Peter King yesterday. Like, not that this, you know, the Demar Hamlin situation is totally different. This is more of a fluke thing that happened on like more of a routine football play. But just the idea that the season has gotten so long. I mean, it feels long. You're asking me to do I remember that Eagles Giants game? No, <laughs> it, it feels like it happened three months ago. I, that's it because, was like a year ago. That's because nobody watched it. It was over in five minutes. Uh, <laughs> Maybe that's why, too. Honestly, I, yeah. I think I, I've, I haven't watched more than eight minutes of Giants football this season. It's pretty unwatchable. But, uh, yeah, I, I don't think this is going to be a game either way. You do bring up a good point, but I still want to see Jalen out there because Garner Minshew let me down last week against the Saints. I don't know what that was about, Maggie. Yeah, I, I was so high too. on him. I was ready for him to compete for a job next year, and it's all gone. It's all out the window. How about just pausing on Kayvon Thibodeau for a second? Obviously, he got criticized by Jeff Saturday for doing the snow angels next as Nick Foles is like writhing around in pain after he just got taken a big hit. Kayvon Thibodeau said, I don't I don't really care about what Jeff Saturday says because I don't know who that is. That's funny. You believe that? <laughs> like, really? I mean, either you know him as the... Pro Bowl center and Super Bowl champ or the guy who was on ESPN. Both of those things would have been correct. Oh. You would have been right on either one. Are you kidding me? You, there's no way you knew him as a Pro Bowl center. That is, uh, he would know the opposing head coach. But no, those guys, uh, I love, go a game, any 23-year-old on a football team and ask them who a, a guy who was in the league four years ago, and they will look <laughs> yeah. at you like you no were clue. utterly insane. I know. Unless their fathers were playing in the league, yeah, and they're like, oh, didn't he play yeah. with my dad? That's yeah, the yeah. only way they oh, know yeah, he's I grew good. up around that guy. Otherwise, there's no way. Honestly, I know this, but you don't believe me. They don't know Michael Jordan as a player. They know him as the guy uh, who makes the clothes. Listen, that's why Michael Jordan, I think, had to do the last dance. That's probably why he yeah. felt like he had to do the last dance, so nobody would forget him. I can't believe we're even saying that. Uh, okay, let's go back to the phones. We'll sneak in a phone call here at 855 2124 Two two seven. Uh, how about David, who is in Myrtle Beach? Hey, David, how are you? Good. How are you guys doing? We're doing great. What do you have on the NFL trying to untangle this pretty crazy logistical mess here? So the way I saw it was we won't know the Bills and Bengals outcome, which we shouldn't. That game shouldn't be played. Agreed. But if the Bills did win, they'd be tied with the Chiefs. So with no one knowing, I think if the Bills and Chiefs meet – in the AFC Championship, it should be played at a neutral site. Yeah, you know, it's a it's a great point, and David, appreciate you making it. We had heard a little of this from Mike Florio, too, who had floated this out. I, I like this idea. I know, Perloff, you're not as quick to jump on the neutral site idea. Yeah, I just feel like it's complicating something that might not help the situation by complicating. You could easily make a competitive argument against it if you're the Chiefs. You could say, you know what, Buffalo is on the road, at Cincinnati, and who you know to say that they would have won that game and that it should go to a neutral site isn't necessarily fair. So you could say Kansas City is in a way getting the short end of the stick there. I just think that you want a home. You know, you have a chance to have these home playoff games. You know, those atmospheres; those are really precious to me. And I would, I'd be bummed if the game didn't have. 
you know, that incredible Arrowhead atmosphere, that incredible Buffalo atmosphere. I think that's part of, of what makes playoff football so, in, in, you know, interesting and special. Yeah, it's it's definitely wouldn't be fair to Kansas City, but it's kind of like a meet me halfway. Like it wasn't fair to Kansas City, but nobody wanted to see what happened on the field on Monday night with the Bills and the Bengals. So sort of like, can we meet in the middle? Um, but then there's another part of it, which is, listen, it's this is very much down the list of concerns, but it's expensive to travel for fans to you know if you big time yeah want to go to these games it's it's you know especially then if your team wins then you're going to the super bowl if you want to do that that's a whole other crazy expense and it can start to add up pretty quickly that would be the maybe concern i might have but um a lot to unpack here we see you guys on the phone's going to get back to your phone calls in just a moment interesting day here for maggie and perloff thanks for all the thoughtful calls on demar hamlin and what the nfl might do moving forward a lot of great ideas. I, I think it is a time for outside-the-box thinking, Maggie. But yes. I also think there's a big case to be made for simplicity because you could do something, which the NFL often does, where you try to come up with a solution and you add layers to it that end up having unwanted repercussions. And, you know, if you add games, and you're also adding a health and safety risk in that sense as well. So I, I think you and I both come down to a keep it simple. Try, I and we, I don't think either of us want to see the Bengals and the Bills play again. No, we're we're both in agreement there. It comes from a caller we had earlier in the show, Daniel, who said Occam's Razor: simplest solution is the best. I put out on Twitter: Are you more of an Occam's Razor person or a Murphy's Law person? Because Perloff said Murphy's Law is not an actual real philosophy. I disagree vehemently on that. <laughs> right now, Murphy's Law. In the, in the lead. Yeah, but, but it yeah. wasn't like Emmanuel Kant or um, Kierkegaard <laughs> came up with Murphy's Law, though. It was Murphy. Murphy came up Murphy with it. A Murphy's bartender. a genius. He's a bartender. <laughs> He's not a Renaissance-era philosopher. He's not he is to Aristotle. Me. Actually, I don't even know if Murphy was a bartender. That was probably a... Uh, stereotype guess. I apologize. <laughs> took a leap there. He, he's my personal philosopher. He's my yeah. North Star, Murphy. Who the heck is Murphy? Where, where, all right. Uh, you, Stu, do you mind doing yeah. a little Google? Find out who, on. Stu, find out who Murphy is. Murphy from Murphy's Law. Well, we go to the phones at 855-212-4227. You're right. Had some really thoughtful calls today, yesterday as well. You guys have been amazing. Let's keep it going. Uh, Scott is in California. And my call screener all of a sudden is not working. Hi, Scott. How are you? Hey, guys. Hey, um, this is, a, you know, super sensitive. I really appreciate what, what, the way you're handling the uh, the Hamlin thing. Um, I uh, was watching the game, and Maggie got to tell you, ever ingrained in my head that I can never watch a Bills game without you in, in my head. Yeah. So thanks for that. But Scott, I'm, I'm the same exact way. I, I sort of <laughs> have to view, view the Bills yeah. through Maggie lenses. It's unbelievable. <laughs> this, this guy's name was Bill. He was wearing a shirt named Johnson. Now, I don't know who Johnson is, but when, 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 that, went, when that happened and we are all in a sports bar, it was, um, we were watching it go down, and um, this guy actually got, he got pretty emotional, and uh, we were having to go and to talk to him, you know. And, uh, wow. But i just never seen that before, so... I uh, wish the best for the Ham- Hamlin and his family. Um, I can tell you who the Johnson was, by the way. I, I don't even have to. I don't even have to think about it. Stevie Johnson. Was a thirteen. Was probably a yeah. Stevie Johnson jersey. For the, this is unfortunately this is away, obviously, from everything going on now. Stevie Johnson once represented hope in Buffalo, 
a Ryan Fitzpatrick <laughs> to Stevie Johnson connection was all that I was hanging on for several seasons. But again, about what's going on today, uh, what's on your mind? Well, as far as canceling the game, I had never seen that, but I think it's the right idea. As far as replaying the game, you guys are the intellectuals on this. I don't know how it impacts the AFC. I'm a Viking guy, so I don't know how. If someone's going to get dinked, you know, someone is with teams. But I got really two things. I, I had a couple of things, and I was really not wanting to call it. But what do you think about, like, last year, and you guys, like I said, you're smart. There was a wide receiver. I'm not sure what team you were on, a young guy. Caught catches a touchdown pass, and he takes a knee in the end zone, crosses himself, and then we hear that his infant son died the night before. Brett Favre's died, father died yeah. unexpectedly the night before he played a game. All lives matter. All lives are important, and my thoughts are with the Hamlin family. He took a, sh- uh, a shot. I'm sorry. I think that was just a slip up. I don't think he meant to. I don't yeah, think he yeah, meant yeah. to curse there. Yeah. I think he was talking okay. about how and there have been extraordinary circumstances that football players have gotten on the field, and we all know that. Um, and I think, it, you know, for the Bills to get back on the field, it's going to be an extraordinary circumstance. I think it's going to happen, but I think it's extraordinary. Yeah, that that story is not immediately coming to Yeah, mind. I don't know that. Last I mean, year with the wide receiver, but... Far if we all remember that, Monday Night Football. Yeah, that was a big one. Uh, let's keep going here. Mike is in Myrtle Beach. Hi, Mike. How are you? Good, Mac. How you doing? Doing great. What do you have? Really, really enjoying the show this afternoon. And I have been on hold since you hung up with the very smart man who called in from Wisconsin about everybody taking a knee. Taking a knee for number three is a solution to make everybody take a non-conference loss, and then it's an even playing field. Mm. Let's go. Let's, you know what, go Sunday. And we're all playing because everybody takes a non-conference loss, it doesn't matter in your total. Everybody eats right. a donut. I just posted something online, and as I said, take a knee for number three. Every team takes a non-conference loss, loss right. off the total. Nothing is added at all. Your division record remains identical. Everybody eats a donut. Equal footing for the Bills and the Bengals. Let's fucking go. So- oh. <laughs> Mike, that, appreciate that. that. Appreciate the enthusiasm. <laughs> that one might have been on purpose. <laughs> we love all of our callers. Uh, so that was, I, I want to be fair here. I think that was our caller I, was in Tennessee. I think that was Steve in oh, Tennessee the Harvard guy from Harvard. Yeah. He's the engineer from Harvard who's, who came up with the idea, want to give the credit where it's due. This guy's smart engineer, clearly out thought Perloff and I didn't, that didn't take long. Uh, everybody takes a non-conference, non-division loss, evens the records out, and then you go off winning percentage and play Week 18. Do you think anyone in the league office has thought about this, Perloff? No. I think you can't you can't change everybody's record. I think that's w- way too complicated. Do you think anyone has? Um, I think pr- maybe it got – I don't know. I'm not sure if it got floated. The one thing I think about is, so what do you do at the end of the year? Like what's on the – this is so – it doesn't matter. It's right? happened it, in a bunch of sports where guys, teams have had, I, baseball, this happens all the time, doesn't it? Where teams play 161 games. We've taken away whole championships for people. Yeah. I mean, yeah, go I, to the record books. There's no USC. Like it's, it's it, they took it away. Like, by the way, we can do anything. I'm not sure where Stu is on this, but I have been doing some fascinating research on Murphy's law and yes. I might owe you an apology, Maggie. Okay. 
I'm I'm here to receive it. <laughs> it has been linked, but there's many many theories on where it came from. It has been linked to a mathematician mathematician named Augustus de Morgan in 1866. It has been linked to the author Al- Alfred Holt in 1877, who was an engineer. So there's a real. It's also been linked to also the bartender. A magician may have, may have come up with it, so that's not quite a philosopher. That's not exactly uh, Kierkegaard. It might have been a humorist, <laughs> um, and it might have been, uh, yeah, it, it might have been a scientist. So there is some real debate about maybe it does have some philosophical background. I figured, I, I figured it was Murphy. Yeah, you know, Murphy down the street came up with his law. Whatever can go wrong <laughs> does go wrong. Did you guys think that's what Murphy's law was? 100%, yes. Well, have you... I mean, but haven't you ever heard of, like, you know, street philosophers? You don't have to be, you know, uh, Ivy League educated to drop a gem like anything that can go wrong will go wrong. I mean, that's it's just perfection is what it is. Who cares the source? Right. But Occam's razor sounds like something that was invented in a 1857 English (laughs) at Oxford. Right. Like that. That sounds fancy. Murphy's Law sounds like something that is, you know. You know, we've seen it on doormats and and mugs. It's not exactly, uh, yeah, the most advanced philosophical theorem I've ever heard. But yeah, whatever. Well, you know, not everyone's, you know, Jean Paul Sartre. I, I, this is that's why Murphy's Law is more for me. First of all, I think this a lot, and secondly, it's nice and nice. It fits in with my life. Anything Listen, that can go wrong will go wrong. You know that I'm much more of a uh, David Hume guy. And <laughs> Stu and I during breaks. You're are Voltaire arguing. guys. I yeah, know. yeah, yeah. We argue Hume versus Kant all the time. I mean, <laughs> that you and, know, we've been meaning to talk to you guys about it. It's really killing the pre-production meeting. Yeah. <laughs> no, I was uh, actually I had to Google famous philosophers to come up with that name, <laughs> just so we're all clear. And I took a philosophy class <laughs> in in college, and I picked up enough things that maybe, maybe over the years I impressed at least one woman in a bar with some <laughs> line from a philosophy class, but yeah. I don't know. It's been too long. Nothing's really coming to mind. I probably, I probably thought I was saying something very deep and philosophical, but I was so drunk I was probably saying Murphy's Law. <laughs> <laughs> You're probably saying you invented it. I just thought of something. <laughs> hey, what do you think about it? Anything that can go wrong probably will go wrong. Like tonight, uh, <laughs> like this date we're on. Um, <laughs> hey. I, so, <laughs> I can't, I can't fake my way through philosophy stuff because my father-in-law was a philosophy professor. Oh, so doesn't he talk about these things? Well, I mean, if I asked him, I'm sure he would, but I can't like just come to him with any. I can't throw Occam's razor just like off the cuff. You know, he takes it really seriously. He's oh, academic. You, you was at University to... of Rochester at UCLA at Cornell. Like we, it's it's not just a, a light conversation. You don't want to throw it out there because it'll turn into an hour long lecture with a, <laughs> like he pulls out a chalkboard at the dinner table. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Okay, I see what you're what you're getting. At. Can I tell you the proudest moment? One of them in my life. My father in law is a was a philosophy professor for many years. My mother in law is a physician. Brilliant people. Brilliant people. The day I beat them in Scrabble, I was the world's worst winner. I was like running around the house celebrating like touchdown. I mean, I, that was as good as I'll ever feel. And I'll never play them again. There you go. There you go. Went out on a high note. Yeah. And you Scrabble. actually and you actually went on to share that story about how you wanted Scrabble on air. <laughs> You're still doing a victory lap. I'm still doing the victory lap. It was probably seven Christmases ago. Uh, okay. 
Let's go to Dana in Montana. Dana, how are you? I'm great, Maggie. Thank you for taking my call. Oh, thank you for I making it. I have two things that I want to share with you, and that the first one is Maggie and Perloff is the only show that I really pay much attention to at all. Thank you. Uh, thank I love you. you guys, and you just make my afternoon. Thank and you, the Dana. The second thing is I watched an interview with Aaron Rodgers, and he was talking about what it's like to be a player with a situation like DeMar Hamlin. And I was so impressed with him. And I think that the only thing that they can safely do is not play the game. Mm -hmm. Just go on. Take it for what it is and wish DeMar Hamlin and his family all the best and keep those prayers going. And thank you so much for taking the call. Oh, Dana, thank you for making yeah. it. I think that's a fantastic call to end on today because the sentiment is right. Um, Absolutely. Rogers is right. You know, take a pause, take a step back. There's nothing wrong with it. And we'll we'll see what comes out of, you know, the Bills players and, and their meetings about how they're feeling about playing this game. We can't forget that, along yeah. with, obviously, DeMar Hamill. Yeah, day at a time, and we'll see where we are. Got to give a huge, huge thank you today. Stu Kovacs, Emmanuel Barbari, guys are amazing. To Ty Dunn, to Chip Patterson, to all of the callers, you guys are excellent. We appreciate you so much. If we didn't get to you today, try back tomorrow. Thank you, thank you. We'll see you tomorrow.